Six Feet Under is made possible by our generous Patreon donors. This episode is brought to you by Mark Dare. You can find out more at patreon.com slash feats. An excerpt from My Walden by Nightwish. Light shines bright beyond all the cities of gold on a road of birdsong and chocolate shops. I will taste the manna in every tree, liquid honey and wine from the distant hills, weaving my wings from many-colored yarns, weaving my world into tapestry of life. So hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Six Feet Under. Today, we're filling in the map. This is a bonus episode, another one of those character creation funsies. Hooray! Now that we've spent a little time exploring the world and know about what it feels like, let's see what it looks like. This is a, this is a video update, because we don't want to, like, describe a map. You can just watch us draw it, and maybe some other things. I'm sure there's nothing weird on the screen right now. I mean, she's doing a very good job. Thank you, Ix. Yeah. <laughs> we, we definitely didn't spend several minutes before we started recording drawing Naruto OCs. No, that didn't happen. No one gets to see those. Her beautiful artwork. <laughs> He's so smexy. Although, in um, bonus episode tradition, everyone leveled up last time, so let's talk about what everyone took for their level ups before we actually start drawing all over this thing. Okay. Uh, Joey, it sounded like you wanted to go first. Uh, I mean, I don't, but I will. Um, <laughs> I I have grown more courageous in the intervening time, and now I am no longer ever, I will never be in despair when rolling courage, even if it's damaged. Pop-Tart will always be courageous. A good, strong move. One that is so strong it cannot be shared. Yep. Also in our commitment to making Pop-Tart the most powerful being on this world, <laughs> I am sharing Earthrend with Pop-Tart, which means Pop-Tart can now move the Earth as well as the water. I'm sure they're going to have fun with that. Yeah. I, I think we reskinned it a little bit. Uh, we, we can if you want. Like, I kind of, I think it's fun to keep it as Earthrend, just give you, like, total control over the world around you as you see fit. But if you want to make it River Friend instead, we can. No, actually, yeah. I, I can see some applications yeah. for Earth Friend. Because, like, the other option would maybe make it so that way you could bend the water to your will, but you kind of do that already. Yeah, I already do that. I see artwork is still happening. Yuria, what did you take for your level up? <laughs> I took plus three in courage, because after being thrown hundreds of feet in the air against my will into the heart of one of my most dreaded enemies, well, here he is just a little more courageous now. I said sorry. Everyone got more courageous after that fight, or at least half of you did. I don't think it was 45 minutes after we apologized. We just kind of shouted at each other. And then that brings us to Harbinger. Uh, that's on a need-to-know basis. Thank you okay. for asking. Goodbye. Yep. That's that's what I thought, yeah. It's a secret level up. For which Ooh. the audience will know about. You guys won't. Oh, I can't wait to find out in two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, about that's about right. You know, when we've completely forgotten that this conversation even happened. I'll remind you when it's relevant. I have been re listening to them just to kind of 
remember things. There's, they're also really good episodes. I recommend re-listening yeah, to them. Yeah, I mean... I recommend listening to this podcast you're currently listening to, friends. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening, by the way. I appreciate it. Alright, and then that brings us to uh, the pumpkin patch, which Yuria picks the level ups for those and picked to have Harbinger pick a level up for those. And, and Yuria picked for Harbinger to pick the superior sensors. Actually, I picked it, but, uh, you know, I was trying yeah. to go along with the theme. Yeah. I've been thinking about this for the past few minutes, and I'm pretty sure the superior sensor array is that we used to only have a telescope hooked up. Now we have a smelloscope. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is exactly what Yuria would install. And, like, a yellow a yellow scope for sound. Uh, and that's all I got. Wait, what did you just say to me? I just said a yellow scope for sound. Yeah, we got a telescope, a smelloscope, and a yellow scope. It's for <laughs> detecting yelling. How dare you? Obviously. How dare you? <laughs> I'm offended. I can tell, and I'm not sure why. My aesthetic sensibilities are under attack right now, and I will then not I'm, stand Then for I shouldn't it. tell you about the TAC telescope. <laughs> <laughs> that's, inc- that's an incredible invention. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> oh, I, okay, that took me a second. I thought it was like a tactical telescope, not like a... We like also a... have a tactical telescope <laughs> okay. for attaching to, yeah, your, I, to your I, weapon. I painted a crosshair on the end of the end lens, so now it's a tactical telescope. <sighs> Not to be confused with the tactile-scope. Yeah, the tactile-scope. I'm just going to throw that one off the pumpkin patch, actually. I changed my mind. Okay. Oh. I'm sure. We don't need to feel things at a distance. Goodbye. That's strangely poetic, huh? Go to hell, a scope. <laughs> I want to change my answer. Alright, so let's get to, um, everything else. Hi, we're doing the map episode today, where we draw the world. Are you sure? Um, now I'm not. I think we were just drawing our Sonic Forces OCs. Yeah, so I'm all ready for that, so now I'm ready to go on to the map thing. Yeah. Sure. Uh, does anyone have any objections to me doing, like, the general landmass? Go for it. That sounds fun. We don't even need to draw, like, the whole world so much as just the region we play in. Yeah. And there it is, all at once. Ta-da! And the only thing that I know of from our sessions is that somewhere to the south is the Blue Mountain. So I'm just going to put that in. There it is. There's the Blue Triangle. (laughs) Yep. It's certainly blue. Certainly is. How come they named it Blue Mountain and not the Power Triangle, then? Uh, yeah, I actually did talk to Gnome about this. It's called Blue Mountain because of the flowers and blueberries on the mountain. Now, is it, like, a part of a mountain range, or is it just, like, the one? It is part of a mountain range. It is the biggest mountain in the range, and also had a tower on it. I'm gonna leave that there as a marker, but we all know that's a lie. It looks like a chimney. It pretty much was a chimney. I mean, they were living in caves, so they probably had some exhaust. And we know that between Lendora and that is a forested area um, with Logdale in it. I'm happy I figured out how to hide chat. You're welcome, Gnome. Hooray! Not that I mind what was in the chat. Everything in the chat was beautiful. What, a bunch of numbers and safer work, Sasuke? <laughs> we don't talk about safer work. 
favorite Sasuke. Okay. I hope you like my beautiful forest. Yeah. It's real good. Alright. And that's our map so far. And we have a lot of things we need to place on it. Righto. I gotta scroll up through like five safe work Sasuke's. Well, chat. I mean, everybody can just start with their poem. Their homeland? Yeah, um, let's start with our homes. Oh, done. Bye. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we got the Blue Mountain already. I'm gonna Although Yuria has more than that to place, but yeah. Uh, I do. Go ahead, man. Yeah. You wanna I'm, talk? Yeah, I'm gonna say that there is a river running down from this mountain range out into like a delta situation down here. Okay. Like, do that, whatever. You know, river deltas. And then the monastery will be like over here. Like, in one of the valley, or like, in the valley created by that river. Out of the mountains. Okay, so is that the river Pop-Tart then? Did you just place uh, Joey's home? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Well, like, the, this whole thing coming down from the mountain is Pop-Tart River? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. sure. I love this close like, to Pop-Tart? Wow. You are the, the biggest river in the southern continent, then. No wonder mm -hmm. you're kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is like a kind of a flat land coming out of the mountains where it's like a lot of coastal farmland. Okay. All fed by that river delta. Alright, what do you want to name it? Should I, uh, I'm just going to call it the commune if you don't have a name. It, yeah, I don't think it has a name. Or it, it does, I just don't have a name for it yet. Got it. It is the commune. This river leads directly into the ocean, so the ocean is here too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we can call this the Tartland. The Tartland, yeah. The Tartland, yeah. Ocean question mark? <laughs> I have not decided the nature of the ocean. That's ominous. <laughs> okay, so is that the Column City way the heck up there? Yes, indeed it is. Alright. So I know things about the Column City, because we've established them. Um, which makes me think that this giant lake probably shouldn't be here. Oh, uh, that's lava. Because it's supposed to be surrounded by a desert. Or it's glass, that's glass, that's all glass, that's a glass lake. Is that the glass lake? Oh, that sounds rad as shit. It's the glass desert. Um, water is not welcome there. Which I guess makes this other region the fire plains. The, the, it's di very difficult and dangerous to get to the Column City. Um, actually, in my mind, I was thinking the Column City was surrounded by the Glass Desert, and then the Fire Plains was around that. With how the map's drawn right now, it would currently be... Okay, yes, that also, that works. That's how I was thinking about it. And, like, the Glass Desert is a result of being in the middle of the Fire Plains, but where the fire isn't. I feel like, uh... So it's how far does the Elven Kingdom go? Because I feel like this little, like where I the was ocean. I in this whole bottom continent section. Yeah, yeah and they probably peninsula. have some sort of border in this, like from this ocean to this, like from this little inlet to this inlet. Yeah, like they have like a wall there or something. Yeah. What color should I use to represent a political border? Like I feel like there will be some kind of conflict there too. Okay, who would they be fighting with though? Who's up here? It's not It's not the columnists, I don't think, because they're pretty safely far away from everything. Well, if it's the fire planes, there might be... I don't know. Maybe they're just paranoid about dragons. Maybe. Also, question, does the Tartland belong to the elves? I would think so. Okay. I'm, 
I don't think. I think that's like a a peaceful region. Yeah, where it's like, like the it's blue a, it's mountain the makes it hard to reach, so they just kind of let it be. Yeah, they're protected by mountains and sea, so yeah. It also seems like the only people there are the commune and the pandas. Even then, like the pandas are, I feel like they're on the other side of the mountains. Yeah, with how we've drawn it. So I think the Tartland is mostly vacant. There's probably a bunch of halflings and dwarves there and nothing else. It's probably mostly farmland. Yeah. And just like a bunch of really tiny farming communities. I mean, I pictured it as uh, Skona just because I was just there. Where it's just <laughs> a lot of rolling hills and flat plains by the ocean. Yeah. So I guess uh, you are very far from home then with how we've drawn the scale of the map already. Yep. Mm. So I, I removed the political border for the elves, because right now I'm thinking this whole region is probably stuff they're trying to get. Yeah. I think they have the whole lower peninsula, and they're pushing north. There is a war force heading that way. Probably not trying to ca- cross the fire plains. Or at least not much. Maybe venturing a little bit. I see there's lava happening. Yep. So, this lava river thing that's that seems to be uh, appearing, for the purposes yeah. of Pop-Tart and their weird powers, does that count as a river? Does, but you have limited control over it because it's not water. Okay. Well, they do have Earth power now, so... Yeah, I mean, I actually could, because... Yeah, you actually can. You can Earth talk. Lava you can earth is superheated Earth. Yeah, you can Earth speak. This is like a volcanic coastline, then, of all of it coming down into the water. I... I feel like it would actually be, like, obsidian, because it's all just cooled lava flowing into the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it would... I feel like it would actually be called the Obsidian Coast, because that sounds rad as hell. It does. That does sound rad as heck. So I'm going to write that in. But, uh, let me... Let me toss a thought by you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if the ocean was void? Oh. Oh. Like, um... Oh. This is a deep pull. One of our old Dungeon World games, where the ocean is just clouds. Oh yeah, yeah. we did do that, didn't we? That was that was a good premise, though. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Um, that was slightly different, but actually, I think I like the idea in that one better than what we have here. <laughs> the idea of that one—that the ocean was just fog. Yeah, it was just fog that went on for nobody quite knew how deep, yeah. so you could technically like hike to the bottom of the ocean if you wanted to. Yes, and it still had fish and jellyfish and sharks and things in it. Yeah. And crabs, they had a giant fight with a crab. The obsidian coast would still be that, but like, the ocean is just fog. Sailing isn't a thing, you just walk along the ocean floor. Oh god. Oh, so that fall off probably looks terrifying. Yeah. It's just like all of this cooled lava dripping off into the clouds. Oh yeah. man. Oh With, if like, I could draw landscapes. If I could draw landscapes, holy balls. <laughs> well guess yeah, that's, who can. that's a good candidate candidate. That would look really good at night. Does that mean that there's kind of like a Niagara Falls situation off into the mist at the end of the Tartland? Uh yeah. I think so. So I'm gonna label that the fog ocean. And what I'm thinking is, so the river Pop-Tart, I think, just kind of vaporizes at the end. Like, it, it the the water keeps mm. going. Like Victoria Falls, fog. where it just yeah. kind of falls off until it just disintegrates. Well, I was thinking, like, not even like a waterfall, but more like, like a water slide without the metal reinforcing. Like, the river just keeps going as if it still <laughs> had support for a while until it just kind of 
but it's like dissipates. Oh boy. So does anything navigate the fog ocean? Like, is there trade? Probably, because like that isn't really an obstacle. That's that's actually way more friendly than say the glass desert. Yeah. The Column City is in a significantly more inhospitable place than anything in the Fog Ocean. Now, I feel like, uh, there should be some sort of major elven or other settlements, like, around here, in this area, because you have kind of this sheltered sea in the Fog Ocean. Uh, where the- where you just drew the circle? Yeah, yeah. that sounds really cool, actually. What do we- what do we want to name it? I feel like it'd be rather independent, because they're probably getting, like, they're probably, like, a major trade city, more or less. Sure. I mean, the name that immediately jumps out to me is Village Hidden in the Mists, but... Ooh. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't actually have a name, just a description, and the description became the name. I see Joey hasn't watched enough Naruto. I'm- I'm- I'm sorry. That was a joke name because that is literally the name of a city in Naruto. Oh, is it time to do another never played a video game? The ninja villages don't have names, they just have descriptions because the nin- they're ninja villages, they're supposed to be secret. So, like, the main village is the village hidden in leaves, the first other one that they go to is the village hidden in the mists, which is an ocean village. I also like all the stuff that Ix has been drawing up here that is super cool that we haven't mentioned. I think that plant folk tribe is probably the thing that's stopping the elves right now, I'm thinking. Okay. Like, if their their expansion would be pushed about that far. So, like, if there... Are there, like, roads in this setting, or does everyone just, like, airship everywhere? Um, there are definitely roads, because cars are a thing. Yeah, right, right. I was gonna say, I think we have one of the few airships in the, yeah. like, universe... I think roads are probably mostly in the Elven Kingdom, because they're the ones mostly using cars. But they're probably new, so it's just going to be like a couple highways. Let's name this Mist City. What's that What's that one popular game that's all about mist? Never heard of it. I don't know either. Hmm. I looked up synonyms for fog on the Google. Nebula? Ooh, Nebula's a good name glitter. If it's an independent place, maybe it's like declared itself like an independent like merchant republic or something like that, and how about yeah, the Nebula Republic? Because that actually sounds real cool. Okay. So they're an offshoot um, who does not respect King Nico. Yeah. Right. Good. Yeah. I'm fine with this, because he's kind of hey, a prick. Hey, pitch. It's actually a floating city in this little inlet. It's just over the mist. Yes, yes, sure. yes. Floating city. Yes, yes. Uh, it's it's floating on top of the mist, so yeah. it's like a standard island, but getting to it is much more difficult, because you can't just take a boat. You say more difficult, I say more fun. It's <laughs> also more easy because you guys have an airship, but I don't know how much landing space they'd have if they're a whole city on a little thing. Yeah, we got two people that can jump up there. It's fine. I'm guessing this, there's probably a drawbridge or two. And they probably the standard way is probably those rope ladders like hanging down below it into the mists. Yeah, like we can just like tether the pumpkin patch to the island. Ix, do you want to talk about the stuff you've added? Because it's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of on a roll up here in my own little corner. Let's see. Yeah, you're having a fun time. Yeah, just proceeding inward, Walker's Wastes is just a good ass name for a whole gigantic desert region. First off, uh, the Oasis Plant Folk Tribe. So I have an excuse for Cactus to be in this game. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Cactus rules. 
the other thing about the waste, though, is that I like that we're having a desert there, but it is so much more has- hospitable than the two deserts immediately <laughs> to its right. Like, yeah, each there's desert kinda... is progressively worse than the last. Yeah, like, there are still plants in Walker's Wastes if you walk enough. If you know what to look for, there, it's a it's a veritable paradise compared to the fire plains or the glass desert. So, I think you're gonna like St. Bulger's Ravine and St. Bulger's Bridge, though, because, uh, if the sea is missed, then maybe this entire little archipelago that we have going on in the main part of the map is about to break off. Okay. Hence St. Bulger's Ravine and St. Bulger's Bridge, which is, in essence, a gigantic staple. Or a stitch, maybe. Okay. So there's a fault line there. Yeah. That's slowly coming apart. Oh, that would make sense. So there's, like, another fault line here along the Blue Mountains, where it's like pushing up and it's pulling out on this side. Alright, I I like that place so much, I want to go there next, so that's where the second weather tower is. It's St. Bolt. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, at the edge of the stitch. Okay, It's a little bit away from the bridge, but yeah. And proceeding inward, we have the Obsidian Coast, which, you know, other people named, well done. I added Obsidian Hot Springs Ventures Incorporated, because I figure... A lot of cooling lava means a lot of easily constructed artificial hot springs if you're an enterprising young lad. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Stoneskin Home, which I imagine is the home place of, like, some stone-skinned lizard people, because those are cool to have. And then proceeding inward into the Glass Desert, we have the Glass Acropolis, which I think used to be a gigantic city before whatever turned the entire desert into glass happened, and uh, the city was caught in the blast, and uh, it's basically like a whole bunch of beautiful towers that are even more beautiful now that they're made out of solid glass. So the desert wasn't always made of glass, something happened to make it that way? Yes, it is an unnatural place. Okay. Like, is this, an, is this a known fact about the desert, or is this something that only the colonists know? Well, I, I don't know. I feel like it's only common knowledge among the colonists, but it's not a secret. It's yeah. just most people don't go to or know about this part of the world. That's just, like, weird archaeological fact if you look through the glass acropolis enough to realize how old it is. Yeah. And uh, proceeding inward from that is just the column city itself, and I have a few th- more things to add there, so check in with me later. Sure. Yeah, this is all cool stuff. I like this whole upper portion of the continent. Um, so since I wanted to triangulate the weather towers, I'm thinking that they're all over the Elven City, so there must be one on the, the Fog Ocean coast on the left side here. Yeah. That would be where the third one is. So we need to fill out that whole half of this peninsula. Because <laughs> I feel like our northern bit is very good. Oh, give me a second to think about I'm working on type. It. I'm going to okay. try to find a... Suitable orc base to set up there. It has I to be feel the like ground. they put it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. There's there's 64 orc bases, but they might not eat all. They're not all in this section of the world because I think the world is much bigger than this. But this is the region we're in, and it's the region we're going to spend a lot of time because pretty much everything we care about is here right now. I want to establish two other orc bases besides fires, which is in the space. So yeah, and Bola's the mobile factory is now crashed outside Lendora. Which, actually, it's big enough that I could probably add it as a landmark. Yeah, it's probably, like, come to be known as the Hive. Well, it will be in the coming days, because this was literally yesterday in campaign-wise. Yeah. (laughs) So, I feel like this fault line is gonna, like, come all the way through. That, like, you can... That, like, there is this kind of 
awkward looking rifts where sure. the Nebula Republic and the Nebula Belt of Islands that come out from it are like scattered pieces of rock that have resulted from this fault line. Okay, yeah, the islands are floating bits from the from the continent breaking up in half. Yeah. Okay. I, I also really like the archipelago being named the Nebula Belt. Thank you. So I, I'm get the Nebula Republic is all these islands. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's the capital on the big okay. one in the inlet. So, proposition. Yes. What if the natives to the Nebula Belt are like harpies? I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, okay. Yeah. So harpies live there. There may- maybe they aren't an offshoot of the elves, but there's probably a lot of elven refugees who don't want to be part of Lendora. There. Probably about half and half harpies and elves for mo- mo- most of the population, and then some other people are there too. Like cactuses. There's plant folk there also, because it's nearby. From that, I have a neat idea. What if, um, in the Nebula Republic, obviously because elves and harpies are, you know, mixing a lot, maybe some of them had children and they therefore created sirens. Who are fluff harpies. Yes. Like, very fluffy harpies. Very fluffy harpies that live in the Nebula Belt, and, like, they, they do the traditional thing that sirens do. Oh, God. And that right. makes the Nebula they're Belt... They're pirates! Yeah, they're pirates. <laughs> oh my and... god, okay, yeah. <laughs> and they Heck make yeah. they make the Nebula Belt very dangerous, so only the Republic is really safe. The belt is just full of these pirate sirens. Got it. Also, I did the capital trading city of the Tartland is going to be named Dollop, because that's cute. Oh, that's <laughs> really cute. So I'm thinking the Tartland is where the dwarves are. Yes. They're the... And they're... Have you played Banner Saga, any of you? No. No. Okay. <laughs> it's an extremely good game, but uh, one of the one of the main things is that the one of the races in it is the Varl, and their thing is that they're a people that do not feel loneliness, and they in fact have the opposite feeling. They get social anxiety from being around people too long. They get anti loneliness. So as a natural result of this, Varl are kind of spread out all over the place. They don't stick together much. So I'm thinking the dwarves are kind of like that with the Tartland, where they're just in small groups, just really spread out. Like, yeah, I mean, there's enough space for that to happen. Yeah. Like, they don't really have a city so much as they're just all over. So, Dollop would be like a trading outpost, where this is where you go to do trading. It's not really... A f- and some dwarves live there, maybe like a couple hundred, but no more than that. That would be like their limit. It's where they're different. Like, they all live separately because they don't agree with each other on anything, and the dollop is the one place where they all kind of hang out when they need stuff from each other. Yes. I, I recall you telling me that, that basically the the dwarven way of settling arguments is to break into two groups and yes. go with whoever you like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, rather than settle their differences, they just agree to disagree and separate. That is the dwarven way of handling trouble. Yep, one side went with tomato jam, the other went with eggs in a can. I mean, mayo is better. Sorry, I'm going to make that... Cl- it's going to be irrelevant months from now. <laughs> but mayonnaise is better. I'm sorry. That's just- I think we're... Yeah, we're, we're dating this podcast. Um, so I'm also adding that in the... Up north of the Nebula Belt, there is what is speculated to be a dragon corpse just laying on the ground. And it's this gigantic serpent that's just kind of 
winding across the landscape. The Leviathan? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Also, wow, that makes a dragon scales really something, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, at some point I need to decide where the halflings have their annual party to. Yeah, if you want to plop a spot on the map for that, I'm thinking that the that you probably meet with all the guys in this archipelago, or this uh, peninsula. That it will eventually be its own continent when St. Bolger's breaks apart. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of empty space sort of round about here. Yeah. Oh, whoops, I'm making a square. That's incorrect. So, like, oop, freehand. So, like, here-ish is just, like, an area that... I feel like that'd make, like, a good place for, like, a marshland or something. Nobody's ever actually seen it. Oh. It's shrouded in fog, like the ocean is. Oh, so it's okay. like a, a lowland. A fog lake? Where the fog is kind of coming up onto the land. Okay. So, wait, where is this? Where the circle and square are? Yeah. Or no. Okay. The... No, the, the pink blob that looks a little bit like a pig. Who's drawing oh. what? Okay. Yeah, there's like three things being drawn right now. Sorry, so next is... to the Leviathan. Okay, so in the wastes, in the middle of the desert is where the halflings hold their shindig. Yeah, and like, if you're going through the desert, like if you're lost in the desert or whatever... Like, okay. maybe, maybe the stories about it coming from the desert, like, people, like, on the verge of death just come across just this wall of fog that they can't get through. Okay. Like, no matter what they do, it's, it, it looks like fog, but if you put your hand up to it, it's solid. Ooh. I'm gonna call it the... The fog wall. Yeah, that works. And we should make it narrower, I think. Yeah. I mean, that was just me marking out where, you know, I would like it to be in the general area but yeah you you cannot get into there unless you are a halfling basically o only halflings know where it is only halflings know how to get to it it's like a lost woods situation I'm thinking that some other people could but it isn't worth the effort because there's pretty much nothing there people could if they I'm thinking it would take wizards like columnists could get it there columnists could if they felt like it but also a couple of people in the past, like there are legends of people who gained the absolute trust of the halflings and were able to attend the party. Yeah, and in, in their case, they would have been let in. Like I'm certain Pan has the has your permission to join at any time. Yeah, Pan is absolutely invited to the party. Yeah. <laughs> what it looks like inside is a trade secret. Are these circles and squares a thing? Should I... Oh, that's me. I was making a um, orc base there. Oh, okay. Oh, those are going to be orc bases. All right, I'm cool with that, being them being geometric. Um, and it's going to be the J unit. Uh, Gemini. Yes, I know it's supposed to be a G, but it's supposed to be a J because we came up with the pun gene for the dual orc uh, oh. models. I feel like, um, and this is something Riley can, you know, veto me on. I feel like all of the, all of the arc bases are like really brutalist architect architecture. Ah, uh, they are. They are le leftovers from the previous Overlord who tried to take over the world using the various orc bases, but yeah. they rebelled like against. Like three hundred-ish years ago, it was a while. Right, and I yeah from. Well, we saw in Bola, that is absolutely true. I have an idea. 
See this obsidian coast? I think people live there. Yeah. And like, not just on top of the cliffs, I mean like they have... You know those pictures you see of like, I think it's Thailand or China or somewhere? Where they've like built houses on top of houses on top of houses? Like, they've done that, but on the cliffs. So like, under the obsidian flow. Let me do you one better, Mesa Verde. I don't know what that is. Well, let me send you a cool picture. But, like, I feel like people, like, because there's a thriving hot springs business, obviously they need people to staff okay. it. And I quick googled it, and that is exactly what I was thinking of from the thing you said. Yep, that's what I kind of thought it was going to be. I love uh, it. Let's have a look. Yes, like that. Except with, like... Except oh. out of obsidian. <laughs> yeah. Sort of made out of obsidian and like bits of wood or corrugated metal and stuff like that. Just oh, oh, crazy idea. Okay, what if they mold these by letting the drop the lava drip onto a mold, and then oh, when it cools that's... as obsidian, they pull the mold out. Oh, that's so cool! That takes so much time. I love it. Let's do it. I'm thinking that they're probably like like bug people, like crab or lobster people, and then they like, they make the molds out of like shells. Oh, so, like, the houses, like, on the inside, they're obsidian, but on the outside, they're decorated with shells and stuff? No, I mean, like, they make the molds by, like, ha- putting a bunch of spare excess shells in a, like, dome shape, and then the- or a square shape, and the lava drips over that to create the city and outside. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So on the inside, it'd be patterned like they're shells. That's... yeah, I like that. What would you even call a place like that? I call it a pretty fucking awesome place. That's just me. Wait, if, if these people are like lobster crab people, how about the hatchery? Ooh, that's good. Obsidian hatchery. Implying they have more. Everything in the Tartland is named after food. As it should be. Yeah, or... I'm gonna put it a little up the coast from the Hot Springs venture, but yeah. Like, maybe in this little bit here that's... Like, do you want it down by Stone Skin Home? Or, like, I had it up between the... Yeah, you know what, that, that that's fair, because if, you know, you have two two societies in close contact with each other like that, there's probably going to be some conflict. Unless you want there to be conflict there, it's up to you. I feel like lizard people definitely kill and eat crab people. And probably vice versa. Yeah, like, I was thinking of this little, okay. like, I, I know it's a quirk of drawing with the mouse, but you created, like, a little inlet there. Like, just below where the stone skin home is, and that would be, like, a perfect place to just have, like... Have you ever played Nia? Like, the original Nia? Yes. Which area? Okay, I'm gonna have the upper coast one be the golden hatchery, and the southern one be the obsidian hatchery. Okay. Because, like, in so the yeah. area in Nia, everything's sort of built up into cliffs. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that area. Yeah. yeah, and it has, like, walkways. So you could have it in this little... This area here that I am currently marking with pink. Yeah. I'm thinking that they... Oh, oh, that there, that spot. Yes, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, do you see what I mean? And then, like, they, yeah, I do. they bridge the gap in between the two edges of the Which, cliff. And they are literally right next to Stone Skin Home, so they're in conflict all the time. Yeah. I'm thinking they have, like, communities all the way up and down the coast, but um, those are the two big ones. The Obsidian Hatchery, where the war front is, and the Golden Hatchery, where, like, I don't know, their, their peacekeeping stuff is. Maybe it's called the Golden Hatchery because that's where all their trade's done. Yeah, 
yeah, that makes sense. It's it's closest to like like the Nebula Republic. They just crossed the ravine, Bulger's ravine. Yeah, it, it's close. There. It's close to the colonists. It's close enough to the elves that you could like maybe there'd be a little yeah. trading outpost somewhere on the coast, like here-ish. I mean, they probably trade with the dwarves. Yeah, Port Portobello is right go there. All the way up, uh, yeah, Port, Port, <laughs> Port Portobello. <laughs> I appreciate how you drew that. Yes, okay. So there's a lot of air travel in this world, and that it all seems to be pretty steam based because there's a fog ocean. I feel like yeah. there needs to be an airport, like a central airport. I feel like the elves would have that. So let's let's add an elven airport city. Can I rename St. Bulger, St. Baloney, and make it a, a distant dwarven outpost? Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, but then I get to take some of your stuff. <laughs> That's fair. Look, also because uh, the dwarves are the only ones who have shown any sort of religious reverence. Well, you already put the Void Observatory in the Tartland. Oh yeah, hang on, let me give that a food name. I mean, the Void Observatory is far enough left it might not be part of the Tartland proper. No, I want to give it a food name. I want to give it a food name. Okay. It's like very curvy naming schemes. I was just thinking Cream Puff Observatory because Curvatory is the Kirby is the warrior of the stars. Or the Kunpato? What are they called? The little star candies? Competo. Competo, yeah. Alright. So it's St. Baloney. Oh, that's very good. Oh, what do we have here? Philo Void. I don't get it, but I will... Philodo. Okay. That is not a term I understand. Hmm. I don't get it either. It's thin and flaky, and they use it in baklava and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a thing I've never eaten, but I've heard and of. And it sounds okay. weird, like the void. It's spelled with an F. And while I've got your attention, let me explain all the other things I've been doing. First off, I just made Logdale look more impressive and added a bunch more forest... The Sunshine Coast, let me tell you about the Sunshine Coast. It used to be, like, the vacation destination because it's just, like, rolling green hills, perfect white beaches. But then, uh, I think there was one major town, and its name, original name has probably been lost to history, and that's the Bewitched Burgle that's down here. And it looks totally pristine, it looks totally livinable, there's, like, even fresh food sitting out everywhere, but if you stay there overnight, you just disappear. Oh, that's fun. We're going there next. And that caused, that caused people to redesignate the nearby hills as the Green Men's Graves based on some other uh, local legends about giants who laid down and died, possibly in a battlefield, possibly some other event, who knows. But it's pretty fucking grim over here on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, so, uh, there is a Saint Baloney, but you have to pronounce it Bologna, because it sounds cooler. <laughs> Yeah, St. Bologna's Rest. Okay. I can do that for you. I can, <laughs> I can do that request. Bologna actually sounds best, probably. Is Pan going to be totally persnickety about the fucking pronunciation? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. It doesn't come up very often, but Pan's a very religious fellow. You know, he's just going to call it Bolognese instead. Bolognese? I, wait, no. Bolognese is really good. It is. Okay, yeah. that's his, okay, that's the brother or sister, whatever. You can change it to Bolognese. No, Bolognese is the traitor. Right, okay. You don't want to mess with Bolognese. Bolognese has been stricken from every fucking monastery's kitchen cookbook because of what Bolognese did to Bologna. 
I don't even want to talk about it. It's <laughs> sickening. So, since uh, the Nebula Republic are sky pirates, I added the airport city to the left by the Nebula Republic. So that's that's the Lendora, the the Elven airport is hairier over there on the left. Okay, I'm also gonna add that coming from the mountains running to Lendora is the Aeoli Aqueduct because they need water from somewhere. I feel like uh, it should have it should like snake a little differently. Oh yeah, yeah, I just don't know. to supply water to like the. Uh... I was thinking it would move along Logdale's coast, hmm. uh, the, the outside of the forest, maybe, like all the way across, like that. I forgot it doesn't show it until I finish drawing it. And then the aqueduct can be like literally built to Lendora. So we don't have any lakes. We just have a lot of rivers. Yeah, like every big body of water is fog, apparently. Uh, disagree. I have Moon Lake up here in Column City. Uh, I don't know what y'all's problem is. Um, yeah, uh, probably this empty section, uh, north of the Blue Mountains and east of Lindora and the Hive. That could have water, water features. I don't know. There, I added Libertas as the elven, basically, military capital on the front line of all the land they're intending to capture in the next hundred years or so. Yeah, that sounds good. Alright, uh, so everyone may notice a quick jump cut there. We had to take a short break due to problems, but that's okay. We're back to it. Yay! And we have filled out a couple things for biomes in gray that you'll see. Tentatively. I actually agree with all these. These all seem correct. I think Lindora is part of the Savannah region, by the way. If we want lakes, we can just, like, put them around Logdale somewhere. There's some little pocket lakes and ponds. I think I should have a couple more elven cities, but I don't know if I necessarily need to like write them in, just we can say that between Harrier, Lendora, and the mountain the Blue Mountain Range, there are a bunch of elven cities scattered about. So not to put too fine a point on it, but I bet the shittiest city that uh, the all the people who get gentrified out have to go live in is probably in the smaller desert area, because that seems like the place where King Nico would be fine with huge sections of his uh, country suffering. You know? Doesn't seem yeah. like the type to care about that too much. How about it's named Hope? That seems nice and horrible. <laughs> Sure. I will add that in. There, I was just panning around the map so you can take screenshots of it for later in the video. Should there be like a road or railway cut through the mountains for direct trade from the Tartland into the central? That doesn't seem like it would be so necessary in a world that has airships. True. Yeah, that's true. And I, th- I But I think if there was, it would just be along the same aqueduct you know, maybe there's just straight up a train track along the side of that aqueduct. We did just say that we don't have that many airships in this world, so... Well, that changed when we added harpies. <laughs> and a nebula republic. There are now airships. That's At so least special there's anymore. a bunch of nebula airships. I don't know if the elves have a ton. But we did also give them an airport. Our airship is very special. Don't be, don't be, be nice to it. Yeah, our airship is special, but there are more airships. It is not the only. That reminds me, did you guys know I'm crocheting the pumpkin badge? Oh god. 
Oh, no. I did not know. I did not know oh, that. No. Actually, now I think about it, there should totally be an elven train station that passes through Lindora. So I'm going to just... This red line is train. And it's just going to, like, pass through a bunch of different elven areas. Presumably connecting cities. I feel like it would go to the Republic, but that part of the... Um, that part of the line is not well maintained out of spite. The Nebula Republic? Yeah, let's let's have it, like, I'm going to make it a dotted line in a bit. They probably don't go there a lot these days because of... Yeah, they have to put piracy. the all-terrain wheels on the train when they go that way. <laughs> and then there isn't train beyond Harrier because you fly from Harrier. I'm gonna put this through the mountains Actually, too. Yeah, I'm also realizing... Uh, the train could totally do this. The ocean isn't actually an obstacle to train. Well, wouldn't it? I feel like it would go a little further north to cut across, like, where it's narrower and a bridge would be easier to build. Yeah, I'm thinking um, one goes to each of the hatcheries. Okay. I, I was thinking, like, one would be more likely to go to the Golden Hatchery than the Obsidian yeah. one, because the Obsidian one's just a residential area, whereas the Golden one is for trade. And it feels like that one would be more profitable to run a whale railway to, whereas... Yeah, there should definitely be one to the Golden Hatchery. Um, maybe not the Obsidian. Yeah, the Obsidian one is also, like, an active, apparently, war front, so... Well, that was what I was thinking. Like, maybe there, maybe Lendora is supporting the the war front on one side, probably the lobster side. No capitalize on warfare. Go figure. Well, yeah, because the the lobsters, like, their shells that they make their houses from can withstand lava. Like, the elves want that technology. <laughs> they, they want that material, yes. Yeah. So, they're, they're backing up the, the that half of the war front. This world has such deep lore for something we just made up. I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, that, that train probably is significantly more expensive to maintain, but they're doing it to... Uh, Kind of basically get a good deal out of the... I was going to say butter up the lobsters, but that seems offensive. <laughs> yeah, let's butter up the lobsters. Gnome, that's racist. I really want there to be like a big mountain in the Blue Mountains called Profiterole Point. <laughs> I mean, put it on. I can't stop you. And, like, it's called Profiterole Point because it has, like, a dusting of snow on it always because it's so high. So it, it looks like a Profiterole. Also, yeah, they totally have a train going to the Blue Mountain also. They gotta import the blueberries somehow. Yeah. So this is their train network. It's actually pretty ambitious. Also, the Elven City in the Tartland is called Moose. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a way to force Clove's mic to mute? What? Yeah, it's called wait long enough. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> I've done nothing wrong. You have done nothing wrong. I just, I'm just following the rules we missed. <laughs> Hashtag Fryapan did nothing wrong. Oh god. No, that's not true though. Clove has done nothing wrong. Fryapan may have done a few things wrong. I like that windy mountain train track you drew. Ix. I assume Ix. 
You got it. And on the other end is Veritas, which I think is the elven city that they founded, like, when the Bewitched Burgle was first becoming an issue. They were like, huh, we'll clean this up. We'll figure out the truth behind these incidents. And, uh, and now that city not. is also abandoned, so... Yeah, they did not. You can okay. imagine how well that went for yeah. them. So this whole... The, the Green Men's Graves is a place no one goes. Not not willingly these days, because people go there and they just aren't anymore. I feel like people go there and, you know, this is the influence of uh, Maiden Abyss showing, but I feel like people go there to attempt to salvage things from the two yeah, towns. Yeah, like people go in and get out within the day is the plan. Yeah, and like yeah. Pe- people go in and attempt to salvage stuff and then they like sell it at in, you know, Lindara as, um, you know, like, antiques and stuff. But very few, like, very few people actually do that because it's so dangerous and you have to do it within a day. You have to get, you probably have to get, like, a license from Lindora to do that and they take, like, a percentage of your salvage. Yeah, and, like, you've got to do, like, a bunch of tests to make sure that, Oh, like, ooh, I have a good idea. I think that Veritas and the Bewitched Burgle are both, like, Anything that gets stolen gets replaced. Any food that gets eaten gets replaced. Just beautiful steaming tables full of dinners, walls lined with art. Any damage that's done is repaired. Maybe, like, if anyone was around to watch throughout a few days, they would see that each day it gets fixed a little bit more as if they're only working at night. Whatever is fixing things. And here's the real good insidious part. I think that all the stuff that's there that's worth stealing is slowly getting more and more valuable and also more heavier and harder to move. Okay, so what I'm thinking for that is that they're going to have a city way up here at the end of this terminus where I just drew another train track to. Right. Which is determined and to be like the... And they race rocket cars to these places. Yeah, that sounds about right. The minimum, this minimum safe distance city. Yeah, yeah. Get to the city, get what they want, load up their car, and rock it back before nightfall. So, no, we were talking about halflings earlier, and how you wanted to maybe, like, talk about some of them that are around the world. Yes. I think that's what's going on with the, with the town. With the burgle? I think it's a particularly mean-spirited halfling. Okay. Could be, yeah. I feel like that's a thing that a particularly angry halfling would do. Yeah. Halflings are scary and powerful, and if there was one who was like, I don't want this place to this to exist anymore, yeah, that could be. My one objection is that halflings require people to believe in them to exist, and the these are abandoned. So maybe this is like some kind of nega halfling well, or something? Believe in the, yeah, yeah, people do believe, believe in, in the them. curse. Oh, that's true. Ooh. Yeah. So the the halfling is a curse halfling. Yeah. I I I feel yeah. like what happened was that you know when the place was like a bustling seaside town and like there were loads of people and people gave them offerings all the time and they were loved and then And now they're literally the boogeyman. Yeah, and like people left but people still believed in them and they got really angry about that. It's like why can't you just let me die? <laughs> and it's getting worse, because now people have made a sport out of it. Yeah. Like, this is a halfling that wants to stop existing, but can't, because they've create they've created their own belief somehow. Like, they have whole rocket car teams of, like, three people that race each other for the best goods and then get back before nightfall now. Yeah, and, like, the reason things are getting heavier and more valuable is because... Spite. <laughs> yeah, basically. 
I don't know. I kind of like the reason I want things to get heavier and more valuable is because it wants more people to come there. Yeah, maybe it's feeding on the negative emotions now. Like, it started as a vengeance thing, and now maybe it's having fun with it. Yeah, maybe maybe it started as vengeance, and now it's it's fully become some kind of negative halfling that is growing more and more powerful by tricking more and more people into whatever the hell happens there. And there you go, I just gave you a name for it, since this is the Sunshine Coast, so obviously something there that has been there for a long time would have a nice sunny name, right? Yeah. So I think this halfling should be named Fountain of Youth. Fountain of Youth is good. Yeah. What it was originally doing is, like, the people disappear when they go there, and I feel like what the halfling was originally doing was, like, stealing them away to reenact the, the the town in its prime, but those people eventually died because, you know, they were trapped. Like, the town that they were in was an illusion, the food wasn't real, the shelter wasn't real, all that kind of stuff. And those people eventually died, and eventually, like, that halfling was, like, feeding on that energy, and it just keeps needing more people to sustain itself. Like, all of the halflings we've met so far are good, but the thing is, halflings aren't inherently good. They're quite neutral. Yeah. They are guardian spirits, but they aren't necessarily guarding you. Yeah, like, this one specifically is guarding... At, at this point, is its own ego, I think. Like, I don't know what it could be guarding. Probably just a memory, to be honest. Like, it wants to go back to those days when the, you know, when the town was super successful and there was loads of people there, but it just can't, and it's... It's protecting that nostalgia. Or it could just be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. Alright, I'm starting to write in, um... In parentheses, the known halflings and their locations, like Logdale has Flapjack. Up in Fire Plains uh, is Popcart's friend Toast. Yeah. Also, there's Brioche and Eclair, the other two rivers in the Tartland. Okay. Or if you want to name them something else, I don't know. But Those are good names. Those are fine. Do we have a name for the halfling spirit that's coming from Bola's like, spirit or whatever? Body? Yes, that one's Revolution. Oh. Oh, dear. Yeah, me and Gnome have talked about her. She's rad. She is extremely cool. Is she a bee? Yes. She is okay. going to be a swarm of bees, yes. Uh-huh. She's the bees a swarm- basically like Bola reborn. She's a swarm of bees that, like, converges into a single queen bee. It's like I a machine say, bee. I, like, I wanted to... Was she going to form, like, Mecha Transformer Lady Liberty? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, her. Okay, so her two elements are her her animal element is B, um, and her nature element is gears, or cogs specifically. So she is actually pretty much Bola reborn, but with completely different motivation. Bola reborn. The, the, the boss fight. <laughs> or I guess having like a friendly spar with her would be fun. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, she's... She needs to test if we're ready. She, she's a fiery one. You're just gonna keep her distance after the whole thing with Bola. Thank you. 
So I'm actually, with how big the fire planes ended up being, like, they are a lot bigger than I was originally imagining. There's probably multiple halflings there. It's probably yeah. not just toast. I disagree completely. I think it's gigantic and desolate. Okay. Well, then, no, there are definitely multiple halflings there, but they're going to all be at, like... Toast is the one for the whole area. But then we're also going to have specific ones in, like, Stoneskin Home and the hatcheries. Also, I'm going to say that the dwarves have a... They have a. There is a monastery here at the, on this little peninsula in the Fire Plains. Okay. That um, I'm gonna call it Chorizo. Hell yeah, you are. I feel like in this area here, um, I'm doing the wrong thing again. The um, Chorizo Cloister. Like I here? can't wait to meet Mother Jalapeno. Oh God. I mean, yeah. Or Saint Jalapeno. So what's there, Joey, in the, this big open area north of the Blue Mountain, east of Lendora? I feel like there's a, like, much like the Leviathan, like a dragon's body that has been repurposed into a, I want to say museum, but not quite, but just like, with like, like a library about dragons. Like, built inside of a dragon's ribcage or something? Well, that's what I wanted to say about the Leviathan, is that it's like it's a piece of the landscape, more or less, and people just kind of live on it because it provides shelter from wind, blah blah blah. Okay. So a second dead dragon, though. We're gonna have two. I mean, it, it's not as complete of a skeleton as the Leviathan. Like, the Leviathan is a dragon that died and just became part of the land, whereas this would be, you know, some like a dragon died and then people thought you know what, the dragons are really dangerous, we need to, like, inform people about this, and they just hurt, like, over time, they, like, used its bones and stuff like that to create a library inside the dragon's ribcage, because that's big enough to be a pretty big building on its own, and it used the rest of its bones for the furniture. So it's a little like Monster Hunter, but more SimCity-ish. Yeah. Also, is it Dwarven? Also, is it named Behemoth or Ziz? <laughs> um, I don't know, Clove. Is it Dwarven? I, I, wanna, I feel like it should be Elven, considering where it is. Well, like, the dwarves have uh, St. Balagna. Yeah, it's like right in the middle of their area. Like, we've had, like, if, 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 uh, Belogna's Rest is canonically a Dwarven settlement, at some point, at least, then it makes sense that they have other, like, scattered pieces here and there. Well, um, I don't want to give it a food name, because I just want to call it Dragon's Lore. So I'm gonna make it no. an elven. I'm, I'm declaring it's elven. Coward. Um, but yeah, I I just feel like a lot of people know about the legends of the dragons. I feel like it would behoove the elves because they're such a threat to have a central place where people can learn about it and research it. So maybe it's got like a university attached or something. Oh, also, whoever changed Port Portobello, just Portobello. Thank you. <laughs> it's better. Port Obella. Yeah. That's pretty good. So I should also change the color to show that it's still dwarven. Oh, did but... someone delete the railroad going to the hatchery? Or the obsidian hatchery? I thought we said we were getting rid of it. No, no, they're assisting the warfront. Yeah, they're oh, doing it for... Okay. Yeah. Oops. I'll re-add it, that's fine. Well, should it go up from Port Pel Portobello, or...? Um... It can connect between the two. So many railways. A lot, yeah. I, I like this idea that they 
they are conquering via, like, efficiency. It's just more convenient to have them build a railway to your place, because then you can connect to all these other places. And the airport's so far away. Excuse me, can I make- can I just make a quick note for the recording? Yeah. Uh, I just want- it just occurred to me that I basically took over the northeast and southwest areas and made them into unique nightmares. So that's yeah. what I contributed. Thank you and good night. I appreciate both, also. Column City rules, by the way. Oh, thank you. I can't wait till we get there. It'll be a while, though, it looks like, considering none of the weather Yeah, we have a lot of shit to get through. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot in the way before we get there, but we will be there before the end of this campaign. I have plans for that. Oh, yeah. Also, Jesus Christ, I'm just looking at what, uh... What you all went through. <laughs> uh, God, Harbinger came a long way from home to pick you guys up. I mean, so did we. I mean, you only had to go to Stoneston home and then to the hatchery and take the train. It's not actually that far if you go directly. Yeah, Harbinger seems like the type to just oh, take man. public transit. Yeah, just Can we back, have train relax. adventures at some point? Like, get a first-class train? There has to be a train murder mystery episode. There has to be a train episode... In part because I downloaded a bunch of open-source gramophone music <laughs> to play in the background during train time. That could be our second ship, because we're going to get to level 5 with the ship and we get a new ship. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. We need to have a custom train. I call Captain no. again. Okay. For, for the Halloween episode, we need to do a train murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah. These are all things that we should definitely do. And we help uh, Professor Pomplamus, the Dwarven detective, solve a mystery. And then, like, at the end of the session, it turns out we just one of Yuri as fanfictions. <laughs> hey, Clover, are you ready for me to blow your mind? Yeah. Colonel Mustard. That doesn't- it doesn't- it doesn't have alliteration, though. Bam! They need to have alliteration. Or they try. Some Mr. Don't. Mustard. Colonel Major Mustard. Coriander. Major Mustard is like the really good Colonel stuff. Cream Corn. Major Mustard is what I ask for on my hot dogs. Lord Lasagna. Okay, is there anything on this map we haven't discussed? Because it's looking really good. I'm pretty happy with things where they stand right now. Can there be like a dwarf who... Or like a dwarf by blood, but an elf by... By, you know, like family named Lasagna with two L's? Yeah. La, 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 la. Also, <laughs> side note, I feel like there should be, like, a nebula outpost on this side of the continent. Just to, like, give them some stakes over here. Yeah, I, I, I just had a great idea for a dwarven thing. Let me just... I have, a, I have a request for a lake somewhere. I don't know where to put it, but I know what to name it. Yeah, well, well, I was thinking, like, in the Logdale Forest as, like, the thing. Yeah. Like, they have lakes there. Someone close to Blue Mountain, because this is something the area sees also. Uh, probably another foggy area. Uh, let's call it the Vape Lake. Vetoing that. <laughs> nope. We all get one veto, it's true. Do we? Um, I said so right now. Okay. Well, I don't know. Why is it called the Vape Lake? And is it just like vape lake, as in V A P L A K E? Like they just combine it into one word, the vape lake? Yeah. Because I'd be into it with the vape lake, not vape lake. How about vapalap? The va <laughs> We'll drop the e and make it one word. <laughs> it's the scenic vapalaki. 
<laughs> you can put it. I don't. It's fine. Notable as the only lake. I'm sure there's other lakes. Not right now, there aren't. It's rivers and a fog ocean. Standing bodies of water apparently don't exist, other than Vapalak. Which, judging by the name, isn't much of a standing body of water. You're gonna get it now, I'm gonna lake your ass apart. Okay. I did see a request for a magma lake at the start of all this. Yeah, well... Problem I'm going to do is also have an orc base there, we could, like Joey suggested in chat. However, I don't think there's going to be an orc base in the Fire Plains, is there? Um, there, there can be like several in the Fire Plains. That would not be a problem. It's a place where nobody likes to go, and, and it would not bother literal machine people. There'd have to be an orc unit that doesn't really care for mortals, but I don't want to make an ev another evil orc yet. I feel like... Um, uh, no, I was just thinking in terms of where we could add water features, like to the south near the Burwitching Burgle could be like lake and wetland. Actually, there is literally a place called Fountain of Youth. That is a yeah. lake. I thought that was the name of the halfling at the... It is the name of the halfling, but like River Pop-Tart is also Pop-Tart. Oh, that, that's fair. Fountain of Youth is also Fountain of Youth. So wait, what are all these green circles appearing? Uh, like marshland and like small pocket ponds and lakes. I'm fine for like the very southern tip to be that, but otherwise this is supposed to be like beautiful, rolling, Scottish Highlands style, you know? Okay. Okay. So the southern yeah. part is of the Green Man's Graves of Swamps, yeah. Yeah, it's but supposed the, to be extremely part's... idyllic to make it more terrifying. Yes, I like that idea. Okay. Then what do we call the swampland? Green Man's Blood. Green Man's Icker. Green Men's Tears. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I like the Icker, but... Also, who are the Green Men's? Some mysterious legendary giants. Uh, apparently the people who disappeared. Yeah. Okay. Because we do have plant people. Yeah, but they aren't green. Oh. That's a, that's a weird assumption to make. I'm sorry. I mean, to be fair... Uh, if you've seen the one plant folk, Cactus is definitely green, so your yeah, assumptions are well-placed if you assume that other plant folk <laughs> are green. Yeah, they, they probably are mostly green. So, objection. Um, do, we wanna, do you want to talk about the Column City any before we go, or do we just want to leave these the labels as they are? Oh, I think like a quick zoom in on some of the labels. Like, this is as much... Most people know exactly this much about the Column City because they see it on a map, and this is all that's filled in up there. So, yeah, uh, that's good. We saw it on a map. I feel bad about, like, the northern half of the Elven continent that we just didn't care about. I noticed the sealed city, the sealed sea is labeled, but that's an underwater, s well, sea. Uh, yeah, there's, sea. there's a whole yeah. damn sea underneath that mountain range, can you believe it? Is it actually water? It's liquid water and everything, we got the monopoly. Okay. yeah unheard of. Yeah, I didn't realize how unusual that would be when we named that location, like, I months ago. I have a fucking radical idea for you, though. Yeah. You want to hear it? Sure. You know how the messed up whatever happened that turned the, the glass desert into the glass desert? Uh, yeah. Presumably that was a pretty hot reaction. Yeah. So, what if that reaction was also enough to 
let's say, vaporize most of the water on the planet and render it unable <laughs> to return to a liquid state. Yes. That fits with things I had planned for the glass desert yeah. before, which I might as well say now that water cannot exist there. Like, period. Which will definitely not cause any problems with your steamship. <laughs> or with your river spirit. Okay, this is there will be No, no I mean for there. the entire world, which is why oh, no, no, everything I know, yeah, is vapor, the, right? The whole water okay. gun. Yeah. But All now it's just like, you're just saying that it's still in effect, whatever that weird-ass thing that happened was yes. in this area. The glass area. desert okay. itself rejects water. It just vaporizes when it enters. Which is part of what makes it, it so dangerous. Yeah. Cool, I'm glad we just invented the opposite of Ice-9. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Can I change Isla the Boat Drinks into Pina Col Archipelago? It can be part of the Pina del Archipelago, but of course not. It's only one island. Okay, yeah. So, so the Pina Pel- the Pina Col Archipelago is. You're south really of stretching these words around, huh? <laughs> Pina Col Archipelago. He's been saving it up for a month, I bet. I had I I, I planned none of this. Also, uh, actually, the ocean being vapor kind of does work into like oh, there's just radiant heat and dragon bodies at the bottom of it. Yeah. God. What if Aurora Alice's plan for cooling the world is to try to cool the ocean back into ocean? That would have disastrous effects on the world's economy, and she knows it, which is the fun part. Yes, at this point in time, that would cause huge problems, because so much of this weird world is assuming that that ocean is vapor. Also, I'm realizing that this would make water super easy to get, but only if you know how to convert vapor into water. Okay. Hi! You just wait. Pop Tart knows how to do that. Yes, it would be very easy for you. Please don't tell me we're going to make Urias vaping into part of the plot. Oh, you said it. Um, now we're doing it. <laughs> shit. You named a lake after vaping, so... And I don't think it's so much that you're vaping as part of the plot, so much as it makes more sense now why your medicine is vape liquid? Or is vape fluid? Because apparently... Like, Maybe that's more standard than we thought. If standing water is so hard to get, it might be easier to just have aerated medicine. Aerations? Yeah, aerations. They're good for you. Optical live jokes. I love that game. Okay, I think this is pretty dang good. <clears throat> I don't know if I have more to add, um, unless we want to like add some halflings. Well, I just I just thought up how normal people probably get their water, or a real good way to at least. Uh, you yeah. would have like basically like a dune buggy, except on the back of it, it would have like a giant kind of like a sail, but actually it's like for collecting yeah, the fog, net. and it would be super chilled, so the fog would just condense on it and be converted into back into ordinary good old drinkable water, potable potions. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of really good, uh, like, uh, places where halflings could be. Like, I want to meet the halfling of the Pinacolada Archipelago. I can't say that. No, you super Why don't. Why did I do this? <laughs> you super don't, because they're wearing sunglasses that have palm trees on the corners, and they have a Hawaiian shirt, and they have a straw hat that's coming loose at the edges, and they talk like this. Hey, what's wrong? Just kill it. Chill, chill out. Hey. Uh, per point whoever that halfling is. Which one? 
uh, Profiteral Point is a mountain that we we're about to mark. That like the highest mountain in the Blue Mountain Range is Profiteral Point. No, the highest mountain in the mountain range is Blue Mountain. Is it? Yes, we saw. Oh, okay. Well, Profiteral Point is up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there might be a halfling there that we completely ignored and didn't talk to. Or how about Profiteral Point is the historic dwarven name? Yeah. Well, Could be. Or they, the dwarves call it that. The red pandas don't. <laughs> the, the red pandas don't. They live there, so their yeah. name takes precedence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I have a question, actually. Uh, where the fuck is Aurorialis? Uh, right now? Uh, I guess it's just a mystery. <laughs> oh yeah, does she have a secret base? Do we know where any other weather control towers are? Because there's one by St. Yes. Belognas. Yep, there's there one. Is, okay, there's one that I put on the left, but I am now going to move it to Ario because that place fucking rules and I want to no, go No, I think you should put it even further south, like right in the middle <laughs> no. of the Fountain of Youth, and it's like, yo, I made a fully automated tower in a place that you can't get to. Come at me. Yeah, that makes actually, sense, I actually. I do like that. Okay, yeah, I'm moving it to the Bewitched Burgle. Or like just the, rising like, out of the center, out of this idyllic town. It's a little bit north of the Bewitchburgle. Like, uh, eh, no, it can be in Bewitchburgle. Yeah, I'll just leave the marker there. But it's in Bewitchburgle is one of them because that's a cool place, and also it means we'll have to spend time in Aria with the rocket racers. Hell yeah! Should there be like something up in the actually naturally cold northwest? Like, I feel like we can move the Leviathan a little further north and then have her like. Have I really something like there. the shape of it where it is though. Like, that it basically forms the coast. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea that not only is the skeleton poking out of the ground, but the ground is the body. Like, we've created such an aggressively interesting world. I love it. And then the other weather control tower is at the edge of St. Baloney's Revenge. So those are the three. They're basically the edges of the Elven Kingdom. Me and Gnome will have to discuss halflings at some point. We could discuss them right now. I have I have two more latent, known, named halflings that Pop-Tart knows and has met in my notes that are not on the map yet. Okay. They are Trouble, which is the tiny rain owl who gives advice. I feel like maybe she lives by the university. Okay. Like, would she be in the Dragon's Lore community or just in a small elven city nearby? I mean, if it's a university, then people are living there, and students, yeah. you know, ask okay. for advice occasionally. Sure. So may- maybe so the smart-ass be- owl lives at the university. The smart-ass owl actually has an official job as a student advisor. Oh, I didn't know. Is, there- is it a capitalist halfling who is gainfully employed? Like, she is gainfully employed, but only because she'd be doing it anyway. Do they, do they just pay her? Like, how do they pay her? Um, uh, we can discover that if we ever go there. I'm actually now I'm wondering if we're ever going to meet trouble because that doesn't seem like a high priority place yet for a while. Maybe we will. Dragon I mean, Florida the instant like we need to be. look something up, that's yeah. the library. That is the library. That's true. So it's pretty <laughs> easy to make us go there. Yeah. Or she just appears every time you ask a question. Yeah. Now I'm air. also seeing how Harbinger was complaining about being off course since we went to Lendora, because um, the the path from the Blue Mountain Tower to either of the other two doesn't really go near Lendora. No, it does not. Thank goodness that actually worked out. Yeah, 
either a little out of the way left if you were heading north, or a little too far north if you were going to the to the west. Oh well. But it worked out pretty good. Anyway, we're going to go to the north one anyway. The other unnamed, ha- uh, the other named halfling I do not have a location for is Red Eyes, which is the coal gorilla, who I was maybe considering putting by the weather control tower at Saint Belogna's Ravine. And maybe there's yeah, like a that, coal mining place that there. That seems like it would be a good area for... This is still part of the, like, fire plains, glass desert. There are probably lots of cool-ass minerals there. Yeah. And a mining town around St. Baloney's Rest. I don't know. That seems like the safest place to mine some good stuff. So yeah, yeah. I support that. It would just be like a natural quarry. Okay. There are other halflings that are named, but I think no one is keeping them secret for now. Can I, I'm I'm volunteering that there is one in the Pina Colacapelago. Yes. Named if there is, I don't have one named. I do Coco. have. Just call it Coco. It's really it's cute. <laughs> there are three other halflings named. Um, I can talk about one of them because I put them on the map. That's Looking Glass, the halfling of the glass desert, who is super cool. Would there be a halfling for their leviathan? Mm, probably. Actually, yeah, that would rule. a community's okay, built so, up around it. Looking Glass is a chameleon made of glass. Right. They blend in and basically just watch people die. That's their job. Or, or one in the Nebula Belt, probably. That's oh, like yeah, the, there's, the, like there's the several in the Nebula Belt. The deity of the pirate crews yeah. that they all, like, drink to this halfling. And it's, like, this cool, like, mermaid siren, but she's, like, a wine mom. <laughs> and she just gets drunk with pirates all day. I mean, yeah. What do you want to name her? Because I'm adding that to the notes. Um, unless unless Joey wants to name her. Hmm, so this like, is Mermaid Wine Mom. Halflings are generally like named after sort of a distinctive feature of them, or like where they're from. I mean, Flapjack and Pop Tart and Toast. God, Toast is totally hanging out with the Dwarven community, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're a fire turtle, by the way. Well, she hangs out with harpies. So what? What were the harpies name thing? Her name What's is Black name Velvet. Hmm? That's her. Her name is Black Velvet. Obviously. Yeah. They're they're gonna have a bunch of like space and glitter themed naming. Oh yeah, I they think. are. Well, the, I'm I'm naming her after the drink because that's like the perfect like beer and champagne. <laughs> it's like the perfect classy pirate lady drink. I sure. am 100% for this. Well, that, that's, that's part of the issue, though. Would they pray to someone they call Black Velvet after a drink? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're a pirate, you totally drink to Black Velvet. Or, or one was named after... It's, the, it's another Pop-Tart situation where no one's quite sure which name... Black Velvet totally sounds like a pirate. Yeah. Pirate's it? name... It does, actually. Black Velvet does rule as a pirate name. You are correct there. I was just thinking, like... Pirates are the kind of people who came up with Davy Jones and with Poseidon, you know? Yeah. But, like, Black Velvet? Like, and they all wear uniforms made of Black Velvet? And, like, that's their signature look? No, the the priest, the the halfling priest aboard the pirate ship wears Black Velvet. Yeah. Fuck, I love this. (laughs) Um, so, like, every halfling has, like, an element and a sort of animal. So hers would be maybe, like, dolphins, maybe? Or... Okay, well, if we're, th- if we're going with 
Um, well, it'd be like a mermaid seabird. wine mom. What about what about alcohol skyfish? Or like penguin or auk or like cormorants or. No, you need some. You need something more more graceful than a penguin. Well, cormorants. Cormorants are gorgeous. Albatross. But they're not like. I, well, I like cormorants because they're like albatross is slang for fucking up. So maybe this is reversed, and you're like, oh man, I hope albatross doesn't visit me today. Like albatross is the bad luck halfling. What about a swallow? No, now I'm way into albatross. <laughs> okay. Well, it has to be like a big bird, which albatross are. Like a sea eagle or something. Well, again, let me get a picture of cormorants, because they're really scary looking. That is a cool looking bird. What's the gayest bird? Yeah, and it does fit the name as well. I mean, yeah, it does. Um, the, the, thing, the main thing, though, is... You just you started this description for Black Velvet with she's a mermaid, but we're jumping into birds. Well, I thought like the siren, the harpies, because she's. I, I don't think she That's is true. a mermaid. It makes more sense if she's like a yeah. seabird, like a harpy. bird person, like the yeah. harpies. That would make more sense. And okay. like a, her second element is like. I, I really do still like the idea of wine as her element. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because like you drink to a good. That, like, she is, like, born out of, like, the she's shanty pirate drinking songs yeah, and like, revelry. Yeah, maybe what happened is people started drinking this drink because it was, like, a good way for upstart. She's a party elemental. Basically, yeah. But, like, oh, no, I've got such a good idea. Like, she was you created... You definitely see her at the shindig, by the way. People created, like, the drink Black Velvet as a way to mask their watered-down champagne. Because, <laughs> cause, like... The pirate colony was just getting started, and people, you know, were spending most of their money to go around. Yeah, yeah, people spending most of their money on setting up the infrastructure, so they didn't have enough money for, um, you know, like quality products. So they they named this drink, and they started to like use this drink as a way to like toast the spirits to you know for good luck on their journeys. And eventually, a halfling sprung up called named after the drink. Yeah. I also do like Albatross, the misfortune bird. Their their nature element is bad luck. Oh. That's, yeah. That They're all like, the oh, gee, I did it again, didn't I? Mm. <laughs> like, that could be the halfling in the, um, like, somewhere on the Obsidian Coast, maybe. Well, I mean, they could also be in the Nebula Belt, so there are a lot of people there. That's true. I was thinking these two specifically were for the Nebula Pirates. Yeah, like, the Black black Velvet could be for the belt where all the pirates are, and the the Bad Luck one could be for the Republic. Black Velvet is for... is the one that they pray to for fortune and good luck, and Albatross is the one that they whose name they curse when things go wrong. Works for me. They're two deities. Does the Albatross one also have to have, like, a really goofy drink name, because that'd be funny. I'm trying to- I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia article for mixed drinks, trying to find something. What if the albatross is also the name of a deadly poison that they use? Oh boy. Yes. Okay, yeah, it's Mudslide and Black Velvet. Those are the two halflings. Oh, Mudslide is really good, because Mudslides are just bad luck in general. Yeah, so it is a it is an albatross named Mudslide. So... Clove wanted a halfling centered around the Leviathan. Yeah, that that feels appropriate. What kind of halfling would exist around the Leviathan? 
Like we we need an animal and an element, and like I'm thinking actual like desert dragon. Maybe not like an actual dragon because it's not a dragon, but like some right. Kind no, of... it's not on the scale or anything. It's like like the imagined version of a dragon. Yeah, it's a sandworm dragon. It's, yeah, sandworm. It probably looks like a fossilized dragon, like a bone dragon. Yeah, boner dragon. Also, that area is like out the nat- the designated naturally cold area, so maybe it's more tundra over there in the wastes. We can just have like cold desert. I, that's what a tundra is. Yeah. I, I asked for a name for the halfling, but the halfling's name is Leviathan. It is yeah. it is named Leviathan, after Leviathan. It's Le- it's named Leviathan, and it has some self image issues because it lives in the place where it's named after, and it's probably confused as to whether it's supposed to be a dragon or supposed to be a perception of a dragon or what. I mean, so is Fountain of Youth and Pop-Tart, and Pop-Tart's doing fine. Yeah, like, halflings look like what people, like, halflings are, yeah, halflings look like the image that people project onto them, so, Yeah, but people don't imagine you as a living river. People don't imagine you as a legendary monster's skeleton. I imagine that would give you some issues if that's the <laughs> image you were forced to take by others, you know? Yeah, yeah Levi- that's Leviathan is probably really aggressive. Also, Levi's Athan is a weird thing someone has done with this text. We got our Levi's Athan. Yeah, it's, it's probably an aggressive territorial halfling that, like, defends the bones. Yeah, and, like, maybe the community that's built up around it is some kind of weird dragon-worshipping cult that, like, worships the bones of the dragon. Yes, and it protects the bones and the cult. I like that. I'm adding the words dragon cult to my note document, and this will not have repercussions for Pan in any way whatsoever. I'm so sorry, Clove. (laughs) No problem. If, If there's a dragon cult, there's probably also a branch dragon cult in Stone Skin Home, because they're, like, stone skinned lizard people, and I imagine they'd be pretty into the idea of dragons. Yeah, probably. The fire planes are probably related to the dragons in some way, just by virtue of what they are. Yeah. God, that's I, I'm just looking over the map again, and literally one quarter of it is unlivable in the top right corner. Like we we did fill it in with people living at the edges of it, but Wow. <laughs> there's there's a there's a lot to fight over here. Hmm. The elves kinda have the, the lion's share of the good shit. Wait, so what's the uh, Philovoid Observatory for? Is it looking up or is it looking down? Why not both? Fair. I guess you'll never know unless you get, like, some good high security access. Well, like, who who runs it? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. It's a mystery place. Well, but it's compliant to dwarven naming standards, so... Yeah. What if that was just so they could push the paperwork through faster? That's bluff. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out one day. I'm not... We have so many interesting places, I don't know if we'll get there. Like, some mysteries are best left unsolved. What's the lonely column in the way bottom right corner? I don't know, it's a lonely column. How about that? Actually, no, you're right. That does kind of describe it. I I know enough about the Column City that I already know exactly what that is. Nice. So, good point. 
and that's a mystery for later. Well, this was a smashing success. Yeah, I love our map. This is actually a pretty cool place. And they say it gets colder. I, I'm sad we're never You're bundled gonna... up now. Wait till you get older. You sad about what, Clove? Oh, uh, well, we'll never get to go to uh, the apparently tropical resort to the south of Dollop. <laughs> yeah, that's so far off the planned path. You'll never get to see, like, the vacation home area of the map. That's, that's yes, just upon you. Yes, <laughs> I definitely didn't put the lonely column there for that exact reason. Oh, I don't Certainly not to force it's... us down there. Yeah, it's very small. Well, also because, like, sorry, but Roll20's map feature isn't that responsive. No, it isn't. Um, with what I know about the Column City, though, that's, that's... Yeah, we'll probably visit there to check that out, maybe. We'll see what we're doing in the Column City, but I can think of a few reasons to take this extreme detour. And meet the Spring Break Halfling. No, we already have a party spirit. Well, we have two. I mean, that's true. And we also have Pop-Tart. Okay, I think the last thing I want to talk about that we didn't much... Hey, uh, Riley, let's talk about orcs. Because we have, we have Gene. Did you want to add any more? I can't really think of any more areas, because I know we got the lava lakes to go into. Yeah. Ah, uh, so, let's see. Well, I'm kind of thinking, ah, uh, doesn't really work. Because I was trying to think, maybe the nebula, uh, nebula belt is where Vyre's station is, but that doesn't really make any sense. Vyre's up just above. Yeah, he's in space. Yeah. But I feel like there should be something in the nebula belt for one of the orcs. Hmm. Sure. Um, would they be under one of the places? Like, on the ground? Or, like, on the just bottom floating. of an island, maybe? Or just floating. They could just float in the void of the nebula. Floating sounds good. Okay. Do you have a name, or should I come up with one quick? Uh, we do have the repurpose units. Uh, I have one called Wrath, which is R47H. Trying to think of a suitable... How about U5FO? Oh, that's perfect. Like, I'm just curious, like, what what it's I guess we'll know when we get there but like what role it serves in like this pirate shipping outback of island yes. chains if it's just if it's just lying there dormant or if it's actively participating or what I like that wrath one what what was that again uh they're sort of a she's a repurposed orc sort of thing I feel like that might come up in the next section actually with uh dismantling Bola's whole factory setting but hmm so, what, what was the designation that was? R4TH, was it? Or was it something else? R47H. 7H. Yes. Oh! Yeah. Wrath would, would actually be an ant, I would feel like, because they're more of a working okay. unit. I was going to put them in a lava lake because of the name Wrath. Ooh. Fire ants. Yes, fire ants up here in this little squiggle that Ix just drew. Okay, I was just... Okay, now I just... Are, <laughs> fire ants are actually a thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I feel like that should be enough orcs to make me satisfied. If you want to add a couple more, we still can. Um, but this should be enough. So the the ones that we just added are ones Yurian knows about the location of. So like this is the map according to you four. Right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> according to us. Oh no. Like to what to what you know about it, 
and um, probably like working off of an existing map. Like you, you drew little notes on it. What was the implication here? Actually, turns out there's a giant crater in the middle. Whoopsie, we haven't been this far west. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, because like Harbinger probably knows a lot about the world. Like they're the one filling in most of this. Yeah, I think that would make sense. Um, Harbinger has gone a long way. Okay, do we have any other? I guess, so, like, around Lindora, there's probably some farmland to the east, which is what I just drew in. Yeah, I like the farms that you've drawn. That actually adds a lot to this, I think. Yeah, probably. And there's, like, obviously, like, small cities here and there, and, like, townships. Yeah, and, uh, yeah there's just gonna be a bunch of elven towns scattered all throughout that we don't need to fill in. But there, we can assume that there are elves pretty much everywhere in the Lindora area, area. Um, from Harrier to Port Obella, up to Libertas, there's elves everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I like the fact that there's, like, a little kind of dry grassland in the rain shadow of the mountains between, like, Hope and Dragon's Lore. Yeah. The farmland keeps going east all the way out to the ocean. They probably have, like, a port city on the Nebula Belt on their side of it. Yeah. I'm also thinking that, like, plant life is accustomed to the ocean vapor water by this point. Yeah. So just having, like, the the, the coast is probably very fertile hmm. along every coast except the Obsidian Coast, which is an exception for an obvious reason. <laughs> and, like, the Tartland being more so because they have actual rainwater. Yeah, they have actual rainwater in, like, all of the rivers. Yeah. There, there's literally one river that is not part of the Tartlands, and it goes from the Tartlands to the other side of the ocean. Yeah. And Lindora leeches off of it. <laughs> okay, that feels fantastic. I love this map. So I think we'll call it here. Oh, unless you have more to say. Uh, Just one last thing, since you mentioned this gigantic, the Aeoli Aqueduct. Yeah. Uh, this gigantic river that it's feeding off, what river is that? Uh, um, could be just the Aeoli River, but I didn't have any. That would be a pretty powerful halfling. If it had one. Well, um, it hang might. On. Okay. I need to come up with a name. I come up with a bad dwarf name. I do want a giant bridge just over one of the over the rivers at some point, though. Just because I really like uh, bridges. That's probably somewhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm not gonna bother drawing that in right now because I don't know where it would be needed. It's the it's the Aeoli River and the Aeoli Aqueduct. Oh. Is there a waterfall near the monastery? Can there be? By Madeline's, you mean? Yeah. I mean, there's probably a bunch of waterfalls at the edge of the Tartland. Um, I know a thing that we said earlier that may not still be true was that a Pop-Dirt's River went over Madeline's monastery. It yeah, goes in, like, waterfall on one side. Oh, right, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh. So that could still be true. Ooh. All right. Also, the Aeoli River is half full of oil. <laughs> That'd be fun. The Oily River. Oh, All right. River. Uh, I am. I, I'm going to cut us off here because we could talk about this forever. But I really yes. love the map that we have. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I got nothing more to say. Good night, folks. <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. Okay. Good night. Bye.